guys, Greg here. As you know, Lauren and I usually include an escape room report as part of our regular monthly episode. We think it's pretty clear to listeners that our love of escape rooms runs deep, and we often record more rooms than we even know what to do with. We thought that rather than letting an old, unused escape room report go to waste, we might start releasing some as many episodes halfway through each month so that we can share more of our puzzling adventures with you and clear up the ever-growing queue of recorded but not used episodes I've got growing on my laptop. Here is the second escape room we visited while attending Dice Tower West in 2019 in Las Vegas. Please enjoy our review of Number One Escape Room with The Cabin. So for this escape room report, we're going to kind of go back a little bit. Um, when we were at uh, Dice Tower Convention, Dice Tower West in Las Vegas, um, if you listen to some of our previous episodes, you know that we had a chance to go out with some of our fellow um, con goers and we did an escape room with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't the only escape room we did that um, kind of long weekend that we were there. Um, we had also booked another room and we once again opened it up to the group. Um, but this room they couldn't um, accept quite as many people and it was kind of maybe a scarier room so we didn't have any takers for this room. Um, and that was the cabin at number one escape room in Vegas. The thing I liked about this place the most, they did mm-hmm. something very, very unique that I super appreciate. That has nothing to do with the room actually that has nothing to do with the <laughs> i know room. where you're going it's with just this. the location we pull up and it's your typical you know escape room facade it has like maybe some like this caution tape escape room kind of thing yeah it's whatever. it's in a strip mall yeah <laughs> and so you go in and there's this small kind of elongated room that looks like a coat check mm-hmm. you know where it's like there's a little like you know, area for like employees only back there. There's a payphone on the wall, and there's a note on the door that says, "To enter, call us." Mm-hmm. And you actually have to do a mini escape room right there to figure out what number to call on the payphone mm-hmm. in order to contact the real mm-hmm. front desk to let them buzz you in. Yeah. And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. So essentially, you have to do a mini escape room just to get into. And the it's cool. Room. It's like. If you can handle this, uh-huh. you can handle that. Yeah, and it's it's not super difficult. Um, the, I kind of knew about this going in, but I, I wasn't sure that it was the same location or not um, because I had seen someone post on the kind of like enthusiast boards about going to this location and seeing that, and a UPS guy was there trying to deliver a package and was very confused as to what he needed to do to get in. <laughs> and then we, we had a good conversation afterwards, like, do you think they send all the new guys to go there? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The UPS is just like, ha, ha, ha. Hey, Charlie, it's your first day here. Oh, yeah, you're taking this package to Vegas escape room. <laughs> um, so this location, they have a couple different rooms. They have one, two, three, it looks like five rooms altogether. Yeah. Um, and this room, the, re- the only reason I chose this room, because they actually have some kind of interesting like themes they have like a red riding hood room they have like um a like a 60s theme 60s 70s like flower power theme room that Mm -hmm. looks kind of cute i was actually super interested in that Mm -hmm. just because at the time i was playing a 60s based game called we happy few in the playstation uh so i was really in like a 60s headspace yeah and we kind of saw like the outside of the room and it looked really cool it looked very psychedelic yeah um, they also have like a Bigfoot room and a room called Claustrophobia. Not for me, nope. <laughs> and that one's just a two-player room. Because you're stuck in a coffin Yeah, together. probably. Um, the only reason I chose the cabin, because really, okay, so the cabin is, it's your typical, you're camping in the woods, you end up upon this cabin, serial killer lives there. 
that's not exactly a unique theme. No. But I'd heard really good things about this room. So that's why, you know, I wanted, we were only going to be in Vegas a short time. We were only going to get to do two rooms. Might as well do some of the best that they have to offer. Yeah. Um, so we booked the cabin. Um, so this room, I would say, you know, right away, it, it does start out, like, despite the, this fact that they are in a strip mall, like, the room is very like well done. Oh, it starts off on a 10 for me. Yeah. It starts off where you're outside the cabin in a wooded area. Mm-hmm. And I mean like it looks good. Yeah, it looks I, really good. It, it's kind of, for those who have no context really, imagine you're at like the Natural History Museum and you're inside one of the exhibits where they have the stuffed animals and the area is made to look like the natural habitat. Mm-hmm. It was like that. It was like yeah. that high quality and it was dark and you could hear like crickets and owls. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it had kind of a um, blue bayou-esque feel yeah, or like, like um, Pirates of the Caribbean when you're going through the bayou area. Mm-hmm. Um, it was legit. Yeah, it was really legit. And I will say, going back to what you just said about the, um, it sounds like you're outside. Yeah. Like the one thing I will say about this room is they did the soundtrack really well. I don't scare easily at all, especially when we do escape rooms. I mean, we've, as we've talked about previously on this podcast in one of our episodes, we did one of the rooms that out here is considered to be one of the scariest and we laughed the whole time. <laughs> so like, I don't scare easily, but something about the soundtrack, it kept making me think the whole time we were in the room, I kept looking over my shoulder thinking that like something was going to happen Someone's or going someone to was going to yeah. jump out at us or something, you know, mainly because I don't really, I don't love being like surprised, like a jump scare. Like I don't really love that that much. And so I kept thinking like, is someone going to like, are they going to mess with us and like jump out at us or something? Like I kept thinking that just because there was the sounds that they chose, all these creaks and things. I know. I was really... like, oh, he's going to be under the couch. Oh, he's going to come in through the fireplace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's going to be a ladder that drops down from the ceiling, you know? <laughs> yeah. I kept expecting, like, the unexpected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't happen. There's no actor in this There's room. There's no actor in this room, At least yeah. as of our experience yeah. with it. But it's still a very creepy atmosphere. And they they gave you flashlights to work with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but they keep kind of, like, going out on you. Yeah, it's always hard to tell because sometimes, you know, it's just the flashlights have been used so often that the batteries are running dead. And sometimes it's purposeful. <laughs> and if it's purposeful, then well done. If it's yeah. not, then... Uh, <laughs> lucky coincidence i guess yeah you know? um i wouldn't say so this room um so obviously the first thing is you have to get into the the cabin itself mm-hmm. the first task is literally breaking into the cabin and then once you get in the cabin it's kind of the the normal you're you're supposedly trying to help this um person who's been kidnapped who's still possibly alive mm-hmm and it's kind of cool because, like, basically you they you're able to like talk to her through like a walkie-talkie, mm-hmm. and then when you try to call, like, they cut all the electricity, and so you have to like find a way to get the lights back I, I on. I did like and that everything. that you pick up the phone trying to call for help, mm-hmm. and then the power gets cut. Yeah, which once again makes me think that we're being watched. Mm-hmm. So you know might sneak in at any time. Yeah, but I just kind of realized, and this is jumping ahead, like we never fully resolved the whole. No. Yeah. The girl on the other end of the line. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about, like, so like, let's let's first talk about what we liked about the room. Obviously, we liked the setting. Oh, yeah, um, and, like, the puzzles were very organic feeling. Yes, they fit really like, well with the, the theme. Fir- the first puzzle you have to do is figure out how to get into the cabin. Yeah. And it kind of feels like a dark and, like, stormy night, like, mm-hmm. wind blowing and everything. And you have to find, oh, this floorboard's loose, or it's behind the bug zapper or whatever it was. Uh, I can't quite recall, to Yeah, and we don't want to get spoilers, but, so... You know, you actually have to work your way into there. And then it seems like a nice little cozy cabin. Mm-hmm. Like, other than a few 
out of place things that are probably just for the sake of, you know, escape room. Like, yeah. that's a weird colored picture frame. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Sort of thing. Uh, it honestly felt very organic. Mm-hmm. It felt like, yeah, I could see like you know some guy just sitting there watching tv yeah and then they slowly kind of ramp up the creepiness factor as you go through like you find another room and you find out it's like a viewing room into like what almost looks like a a slaughterhouse kind of Mm -hmm. thing where you find a bunch of dead bodies and then you eventually make your way into that room um and that's creepy in each room they like they use the surroundings properly for like you said it's very organic how Mm -hmm. it all goes i wouldn't say it's a very difficult room i would say we had a couple hang-ups one was just we didn't realize that we could look into something yeah we both assumed that like the other one had well yeah and there was there was kind of like at one point there's like basically a little kind of pinhole and if you look into it you see what you're looking for we didn't think that that was actually something to look into we just thought there was a hole there you know what i mean we just kind of made an assumption so that was more just us being off i think um i was also starting to come down with the flu at that point so i was feeling it then yeah because remember we had to stop and get me um cough drops on the way there oh yeah that's right (laughs) yeah so i was already starting to feel it a little bit i didn't realize i was getting sick but i knew i wasn't feeling good um, so that probably didn't help. Um, and then there was one point too where um, I had kind of a stroke of genius where we found something and we had no idea what it was and what it went to. And it just happened like I started thinking, you know, there we have to find a way into another room or something. There has to be an exit strategy. I really wanted your sense to be if I was a serial killer. I know, right? No. Um, I was like, there has to be an exit strategy and there is no like other door for us to go there's no clear opening yeah Yeah. so the only thing i can think of the only place where we could possibly go through into another room is the fireplace and then i just happened to remember that i had seen where this thing went in the fireplace at the last minute oh oh, i remember you talking about that (laughs) i don't want to give it away but because i was holding it like a like a monkey in 2001 a space yeah he's like just like you know just like i was banging against like all sorts of different pipes like yeah. surely me forcing this into something else we thought yeah we somehow. thought it maybe it was a magnet or something yeah like, that, i honestly believed it was a magnetic some kind i was holding it against everything almost like a divining rod looking for <laughs> yeah water, yeah you know? <laughs> so actually maybe being sick like helped me because i had a couple aha moments in this room you had so. a lot more than me actually, <laughs> yeah. but the thing i did not like about this room was that it had a puzzle set up that they aren't using. It was yes. like, or rather the remnants of a puzzle still in place that yeah. they're not going to use. There's a point between two rooms where there's a hole and a long chain and you are clearly supposed to connect it from this point to somewhere. Uh-huh. But it's it's not clear where it's supposed to go in our experience. And then we asked the game master about it later and she said, oh, that's something we're taking out. Yeah, like, like it used to uh, be a thing. Take the time. Take like... And it would have been really easy. Take it out. And it would have been really easy to take it out because it was basically like, yeah, you had a chain in one room and in the other room you had something that like clearly it could have hooked to but there was no way to actually get it to mm-hmm. there. And all you had to do is take that little hook off in the other room and it would be fine. And I was wasting a lot of time on that other thing. Like maybe this comes out. Maybe this pushes in further maybe yeah. i have to tilt it maybe i you mm-hmm. know yeah and like i remember at one point because we thought we had to pass it through rooms you were in the other room going like well well like pass it to me and i'm like okay well first of all i can't like it's it won't go there and i'm like second of all it's not like attached to anything so it's not going to do anything you know and it took you a while to kind of realize what i was saying i think yeah well because i was looking at you through a mouse hole true so, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so the other thing I think that this room, it's kind of downfall is the end of the room. Yeah. So, you know, you're in this other room. It's all cool. Everything's good. We didn't really have any clear sense of our time in this room. I don't remember that there wasn't really a clock per se. There was no clock. And I usually do a stopwatch to like, you know, keep track of it. But I just forgot. Yeah. But I was like, ah, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. And so, um, and it was, I should say, even though we invited people, it ended up just being the two of us, if that wasn't clear before. So um, we we get through, we open this thing, and we can kind of see into this other room. And we can see it's painted like like kaleidoscope, like psychedelic kind of almost, like you're in a, um, yeah. it's like black and white. It looks all crazy. And I was kind of thinking at first, because one of the rooms that you have like you said, it's like a viewing room. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, so he was maybe doing like psychological experiments in people. And yeah, then, like, or torturing them. Or torturing them or something. And like, we're now going through that. Yeah. No, we were out. Yeah. So it turned out like we got in there. We, you had to like crawl in there, right? We stand up and all of a sudden I'm like, well, wait, like this is like open. And we walk kind of around and we realize we're back in the lobby. Yep. And like, we're just standing there like. Oh, we're we're done. Like it was uh, just was so anticlimactic. And we stood there for like forty five seconds, and then all of a sudden, and like you know, people are people. I understand. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not striking this against them at all. But our game master apparently right then really had to use the restroom. Yeah. So she comes out. I'm so sorry. Like yeah, yeah, well, you guys. And it just happened. I think um, like two different groups had come in, and they were like giving the the one girl who was working the front she was like trying to deal with them and so our game master so she couldn't be like oh you guys are yeah, done yeah. hold on a sec it was just kind of like the worst timing for yeah them. exactly but it was just like like but it was a good was room like, that's it? yeah it was just like that's it and then it was like this is how we end it was just so anticlimactic i heard something about like the game master is usually or has been in the past standing there to kind of like scare you you know like like scare drop you. a fake axe on your head or something no i think or... maybe just as you come out like she's like standing boo. there and yeah. like boo or something like that i don't know if it was just because she went to the bathroom and that's why that didn't happen um we did kind of we we kind of got stuck for a second and then we like progressed through really fast yeah so that might have been it she might have been like oh they're stuck i have time and yeah. then didn't realize we would like go through the like rest I said, of it i so don't fast. hold it against them you know you have to take care of yourself yeah of course. i was just like oh that's it and then we're standing around like we're done yeah we're done. yeah done. like i said it's just it was kind of anticlimactic it also just felt like as as organic as the room is that felt very unorganic because it felt like there was going to be something else we were going to have to do. Plus, okay, so this thing is following this clear narrative. Sometimes the narrative gets lost in escape rooms. Uh-huh. But this one is, is actually pretty clear in terms of it's giving you newspaper articles over and yeah. over again. Talking about how he's abducted and killed a numerous amount of young people. Uh-huh. I, like, you know, teens to 20 You have like a map with where they, they were. You see the same pictures over and over again. One of the... One of the puzzles and clues involves finding all of their driver's licenses that he's kept as trophies. Mm-hmm. So, like, you kind of get to know his victims a little bit. And then, of course, yeah, you do go into a room with his, like, body bags strung mm-hmm. up like meat from, like, the ceiling. But you don't, like, see name tags in them or anything. And then you crawl through this exit, and then you're just done. Done, And it's yeah. like, okay, so 
I guess, forget all that narrative and is our story that we're just now hiding in the guy's ventilation system until he gets home? Yeah. What's did, the deal? We never found the girl who was begging us for help. Like, it was just very... Who was that? Was that one of the five people that we had the license yeah, for? I don't know. It was just very sudden Where and very, like, oh, that's it. And, like, I wish... It was, it was a good room. Mm-hmm. It was a strong room. Like I said, it wasn't super hard, but it was a strong room. And then to have that ending was just sort of like, aw, like... You know, you, you, you could do so much more. Like. Yeah. Here's what I would want. Mm-hmm. This is kind of my, like, fantasy version uh-huh. of how to improve this, right? You go into that viewing room, mm-hmm. and you don't have the bodies hanging up. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can take that out, you know? Yeah. That was just kind of like, uh, it's just something to put in the room, mm-hmm. you know? Instead, you have the girl who's on the radio, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. our game master in this case, in the room, and then you have a guy who's an actor acting like he's killing her right there and you're in the viewing room and you can't do anything yeah and then by the time you finally get in there he's already dragged her off Mm -hmm. and like there's like the streaks on the floor and everything you know yeah because they do that in games a lot like one game i can think of especially is bioshock Mm -hmm. where the first time you see the big daddy character the Uh huge hulking guy with the drill for hand you see him kill someone on the other side of some glass and you can't do anything about it and that's one of the most chilling moments in that game because you realize how powerful and how crazy the situation mm. is. And you're stuck in it. It also, like, even even if you don't see, because I know, like, the logistics of having, like, two people in the room like that might be difficult. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't see him kill her, if you see someone in that room and then, like, maybe say the lights go out and then they're gone. Or the lights gone, go out and you hear, like, maybe just audio of, like, footprints stomping in. Yeah, and then and they're then, gone. like, him making noise. Yeah. yeah, then when the lights turn back on, they're gone or whatever. And then you have to eventually get into that room. It amps up the, like, fear factor because you don't know, where did he go? Is he coming back? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. I think, you know, one of the rooms that we have talked about before on this podcast, which sadly um, has closed since, is um, our local room called Cromwell. And what we liked about Cromwell and what they did really well is it's not a difficult room at all. It's it's not, I wouldn't say it's on the same level of another room we've talked about as Zoe, which is more what we call a haunted house um, scavenger hunt. Puzzles, yeah. yeah, it's more like a scavenger hunt. This has actual, uh, Cromwell had actual escape room puzzles, but they also had a live actor who is purposely distracting you which makes made it so much harder because you never knew he was doing this thing where he was crazy and he would pop out at different times at you and he kept walking around and we kept losing where did he go he went in the other room and you never knew where he was and so it kind of it distracted you and it made the puzzles harder and like i think yeah because at one point i had to read something like five times because yeah I because kept looking he was being at him. weird it was like five nights at freddy's for me my personal yeah. like horror story where i'm looking at him then i shine the flashlight back on the thing to read it mm-hmm. and look back and he's a little bit closer i'm like god damn it yeah <laughs> or at one time like we were doing something and it sounded like someone was running up the stairs oh yeah and, and i said shut the door shut the door shut the yeah, door yeah like we ran into the next room and shut the door like so it just, like, I feel like they could have kind of done that. They already, like, in the main cabin, they already had that happening with the soundtrack. Like mm-hmm. I said, I kept, like, looking, like, you were doing something, and I kept looking back to the door because I just I kept, noticed you doing I that, I kept yeah. feeling like at any moment someone was going to walk through that door. Um, and so they already had, like, this really unnerving, creeping thing happening, and mm-hmm. it was, like, I just, like, if they had done that maybe, and then, like I said, just something else like, they had that open space. Like, they could have done something with yeah. it. And you didn't need that whole open space for that hallway to be a hallway that... Because not only our room emptied into there, but also the, the psychedelic 60s one oh, emptied into maybe. that room as well. So I think, actually, it was more colored for them. Probably. But you could have easily had a whole nother smaller room in the back of that hallway 
for our theme. Uh-huh. One more theme to just kind of wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, it did. It was just after such a good room, having an anticlimactic ending like that really hurts it in a way. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I liked it. I would recommend it. It's not that. It's just, I think they're, they're, they have a little bit of a missed opportunity there. It, it's what really takes like an A minus and turns it into a B plus. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes up just enough percentage points in my mind to knock it down a peg. Yeah. I don't think, I think this would just be a room that um, I'm not sure. Let's see. Let me see um, how many they allow for this room. It is a private book. I wanted to room. say it was six. Yeah, it is private. It's not showing me. It probably is six. I would say I wouldn't do more than four with this no. room. It was just the two of us. And I mean, yes, granted, we have. Yeah, it's, it's a small six. cabin. Um, granted, we have a lot of experience with escape rooms. But even then, like, it wasn't super challenging. So two, three max. Or, you know, two or three for people who've done it a lot. Four for newbies. But I would not go up to six. I also have one flaw with this mm-hmm. uh, room. What if you never get into the cabin? Your clue system is inside the cabin with the walkie-talkie. <laughs> so if you're really bad, well, I guess that's why they have the the pre-qualifier of the lobby with the uh, right, yeah. Because like if you can do if you can do that and not the cabin, like getting into the door, like where's your line? Right? You know? <laughs> yeah. But you know sometimes we all just have that moment where it's just my brain was not in the right place for that one particular sure, yeah, puzzle. Exactly. But then like the other ones I could have done fine. Yeah, know? I mean it's the same as you know we can do these rooms all the time and we can still just be like oh. Nobody looked in there. How did nobody yeah. look in there? We all have our blind spots. Yeah, you know, as they say. Um, but I would definitely. Re- I would be. Oh, I would. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I would recommend this room. I would recommend this company. I would really like to maybe if we go back to Vegas, which you know we'd like to go back to Vegas and do more rooms. I would definitely recommend a number one escape rooms. Also, they are they are like I said, kind of in a strip mall, so there's plenty of parking, which was nice. We were um, really nervous about that because we had never been to Vegas to go check out the escape rooms before, uh-huh. and we just. I don't know. Yeah. Will, will there well, be a place for me to park or not? Yeah, we're used to Los Angeles rooms where sometimes there's parking, sometimes there's not. So we always have to get everywhere early so mm-hmm. that we can just take into consideration having to try to find a place to park. Yeah. So thank you, Las Vegas, for having ample parking. Yeah, both the rooms we did there had ample parking, um, and they weren't located like right on the strip, so getting to them was really easy. Very easy, yes, yeah. yes. Um, I would highly recommend, yeah, this company, even this room, I would recommend it. I don't think it's ever going to make anyone's top 10 unless they've only done 10. Yeah. You know, yeah. but besides that, I think it's a great one and you guys should give it a try if you're in Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number one escape room. Yep. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed our review of the cabin in Las Vegas. If you enjoyed this mini episode that we did of an escape room report kind of standalone, please let us know. Reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook or even write a review for us in iTunes. We would really appreciate it. We would like to hear back from you guys so that we can make the most enjoyable experience for you. So hit us up and we will see you next time.